This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's welcome Toronto community reporter Elizabeth Moeller back into the show. Good morning, Elizabeth. Dave, happy August. Happy August, although the end of August. We're very close to September here. Elizabeth, for about a year, the online guessing game Wordle has been popping up and trending on social media every day. My initial concern was a lack of accessibility in a very visual game. Mine too. But you've been playing and took note of a few of the features. So what jumped out to you? Yeah, so I love word games. Dave, we're going to have to have a Scrapple showdown one day. But that aside, (laughs) I really wanted to figure out how to play Wordle. So I started to do some digging, and it turns out there is an accessible Google plugin for Wordle. So as you know, you can go on to the New York Times and get the Wordle game, but it comes up as squares. So yellow square means you have the letter in the word, but it's not in the right place. Green square, letters in the correct spot, and gray slash white square, letters not in the word. But that doesn't work for JAWS or uh, screen reader users. So there's a plugin. You can get it through Chrome. It's a Chrome extension, and you can actually have it running in the background. So anytime you go on to the New York Times to play your Wordle, it'll pop up. And so what it does is it reads out, it will say letter correct, letter present, letter absent. So you'll know if the letter that you've typed in is in the in the actual word. And there's a QWERTY keyboard on the screen. And again, you would just hit your space bar to activate the letter. So you wouldn't type in your guesses, but you'd use like an actual on-screen keyboard and use your space bar to activate that letter. And then there's an enter button on the screen as well. So it's kind of getting used to using an on-screen layout keyboard as opposed to typing, which is it takes some, some doing, but oh, you yeah. can do it. Yeah. You know, a little bit of doing, but that keeps the brain active. I think what I really like about this is it's such a popular and trendy thing. Everybody's showing their words or their guesses. Last week I got stumped and and I can I can tell the word because it's long gone, but the word was merit and I had timer. Now for those anagram fans, you know that if you scramble those letters, you'll get you'll get uh, merit from timer. But I thought, well, why isn't it saying I have it correct? It's saying all the letters are present, but I had to do some serious anagramming. So, you know, they're up to their old tricks again, Dave. So, so get that Chrome extension. Cause I'm, I'm going to play it next time with you. So you yeah. got to have your word ready. Just a little bit of a follow-up here, Elizabeth. Did you find it was fairly straightforward to uh, download the extension, to install the I extension? Did. Yes. Yeah. It, it was very straightforward. You download it. It runs in the background. You don't even know it's there except that it pops up and says screen reader Chrome extension enabled. So you'll know it's there and you can see your stats and everything as well. Any recommendation on what people might do to get that extension? Just maybe Google it into their Google machine while yeah, they're in their Chrome and the, browser? And you know what? Since I know everybody faithfully reads the blog for this show, it'll be up on the blog notes, but you can certainly Google it. There's also one for Safari uh, as well if you're more of an iOS user as well. Would you say Chrome is your browser of choice, Elizabeth? It is. Yeah, Chrome is my browser of choice, um, but they do have extensions for other plugins as well if it's 
stats, which need, and they even have one that you can copy and paste into your iPhone browser. So all the instructions are there in the in the um, blog notes for the show. Nice. Well, the uh, sirens of the uh, Apple Police are coming for you for uh, preferring oh, oh, Chrome. Oh, I don't know. Oh if... <laughs> no, the Apple Police—they're yeah, the coming, police for coming for you. Uh, Elizabeth, let's jump into something that actually is relating to our daily poll today at AMI Audio on Twitter, Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. A few times this summer, we've discussed restaurant accessibility reviews. And specifically, we talked about social media creator Taylor Lindsay Noel and her channel, Access by Tay. So what do you think? How could this work by Taylor benefit people who don't have disabilities? You know, I think it's really about access for, for all, right? So people that are perhaps pushing a stroller or they've got lots of parcels or for whatever reason, they're just not wanting to navigate steps or they have a family member or a friend that does have a disability. So this really is benefiting everybody, A, by showcasing the awesome work of some great restaurants. When I went on there, I would say about nine out of 10, I didn't even know those restaurants existed. And some of them are right in my backyard, like the Drake Hotel. Um, and I love steak. So Blue Blood Steakhouse, here I come. But, you know, also just being able to kind of broaden your horizon in terms of where you go. I know that I know about three accessible restaurants right now in the city and I alternate. So this is great. But I think it's also showing how this is really, like I said, going to benefit everybody and showing that a little innovation can go a long way. She also does reviews on food, so it isn't just about accessibility. Mm-hmm. So she talks about her experience, not just with the food, but also with the staff. So how was she, how was she treated when she came into the restaurant, and how did how did the staff sort of respond? She talks to you. I didn't know this. Maybe you did. When you make a reservation on access or, or open table, you can indicate that you have an accessibility concern in the notes section, and, and Tay notes that she does that, so the, the servers know where to where to seat her and her party. So great suggestions there. Yeah, definitely. Any kind of work you can do preemptively. Certainly, we just want the world to be universally designed, but it's it's not. So any work you can do preemptively can certainly make your experience better. But that can be part of the review as well. I, I do know that in a couple articles that she's been featured in this summer, she said, hey, I reached out to a place. They claim we're accessible. I get there mm-hmm. and there's like two steps to get in. So like right from like the point of inception. Or you can't go to the washroom. Or you can't go to the washroom. So that so Elizabeth, that's something that I think people may not understand, particularly about downtown Toronto. But I think yeah. downtown of a couple of the older cities in the country, specifically Montreal mm-hmm. and Toronto, man, oh man, oh man. This not yeah. having bathrooms on the main floor business is utterly commonplace. And what do you do, right? It's an old building. Like, do you do you just indicate that up front? Obviously, you do renovations long term, but what do you do? And so thinking about, you know, how can you be uh, transparent as a restaurant? How can you be creative? Maybe there's a business next door. This isn't ideal. But if there's a business next door, next door that does have an accessible washroom, you develop some kind of understanding or a partnership with them. But yeah, I think what I like about what she's doing is her reviews are all positive, right? Yeah. Like even if she's noting things that are not accessible, it's done in an educative way to mm-hmm. help inform businesses and and customers alike it's very informative it's not necessarily shame and blame although every now and then a a little a little shame and blame can can certainly go a long way (laughs) so so elizabeth let's let's dig a little deeper into this because as i mentioned it is our 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 poll today at accessible media inc on facebook ami at ami audio on twitter we're asking folks what features might make the restaurant experience more inclusive or comfortable for them and some of the options that i put here were large print menu we had wider Mm -hmm. pathways 
Uh, what else did I have there? Hold on a second. I, I Do don't Braille menu. I hope I so, hope so I didn't I didn't put Braille menu, but I did. Ooh. I did put a little okay. bit of a preamble on this that sort of said alternative form menus is something okay, that I also okay. would have put. But it, it starts looking pretty clunky if everything I put there is is in regards to menu. I also had lower tables and I had less noise because, Elizabeth, I find that a lot of places For beyond quiet hours. Yeah. Beyond yeah. beyond loud music, a lot of them just don't have proper sound design. No. So people's no. conversations just bounce off the yes. walls. Yeah, I think quiet hours could be really great. Like just, hey, this is a, you know, we have these hours reserved. We take less tables and it's a quieter experience. But, I, you know, I've noticed too a lot of restaurants who have their menus up on Uber Eats. That's a great way to get an accessible menu because sometimes the online menus are pictures or they've got pop-ups and ads. But if the restaurant has their menu on Uber Eats or DoorDash, that's a nice way too to sort of preemptively go in, think about what you want, take a look around independently. Um, and, you know, really, I think blue sky thinking here, but even just having some colored strip on any stairs, although we're going to hope for not a lot of stairs, uh, really important as well. And it, it, where possible, having a gender neutral washroom and an accessible washroom yeah. are different. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, this is the thing, right? That we can have stairs in a place conceivably so long as there mm -hmm. are accessible washrooms on the main floor. Yes. There can be stairs yes. elsewhere. Uh, like we, we can't sort of forget that like, the world is still the world and not every place is yeah. going to have an elevator. But yeah, I think, I think that what we're talking about, yeah, marking stairs properly, uh, just marking things in general properly, less clutter, right? Less crowded spaces. I think there's just lots of things that, pe that restaurants and bars and other places can do to make the experience overall inclusive and comfortable, and then they're going to make a little more money. Elizabeth, let's get to one more topic here. The Canadian Council of the Blind is going to be shoving off and having a boat cruise in the Toronto area soon. So what's on deck for this event? What's on deck as opposed to what's on tap? All right. Well, it'll be September 17th, which is a Saturday. It'll be in the afternoon. So over the lunch hour, speaking of, lunch will be served on board and they are able to accommodate any dietary restrictions. So please get in touch and all that information's in the blog. This is a mystery boat cruise. So I can't tell you too much because it's a mystery. No, but there's going to be prizes on board. There's going to be some um, really interesting and fun games. There's going to be opportunities to mix and mingle. You can get your tickets by uh, visiting the CC. CCB Toronto Visionaries website or emailing them at ccbtorontovisionaries.com um, or .ca. Um, so do 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 that and, and get your tickets. They are 54 members and 64 non-members. And as well, if you have any questions, you can reach out to that email address um, and answer those questions um, as well. Elizabeth, I know you prefer to swim in the lake versus taking, a, bo taking a boat I cruise. Do. But if, but have you done have you done so one of these? So maybe I'll swim along beside the boat, and I've oh. never done one. I've <laughs> never done a boat cruise. So you know, and I did jump off a, a boat in uh, June at a triathlon. So you know, maybe I'll do both. I'll get on the boat and then I'll jump <laughs> off, swim yeah, alongside. Have a little opportunity to do a little bit of movement. Well, Elizabeth, as you mentioned, we'll share some of this stuff. Maybe not on the blog today. We're crazy short staffed behind the scenes, but we'll make sure to get this information up tomorrow when we're uh, a little more uh, staffed properly around now with Dave Brown. Elizabeth, thank you for this. Thank you so much, Dave. And don't forget, get those words ready because I'm coming for you <laughs> I, for Wordle. I bet next, you are. Next time. I bet you are and you're going to dominate me. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping on Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.